You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, good morning, church. Um, this is a this is an interesting morning all over the place. Um, we don't, we don't get to start the new year together in person, um, but it's not because of a pandemic or, a, or mandates or anything like that. It's just because West Texas is crazy, and uh, the weather outside is uh, frightful to keep with the season. Uh, that's a bad joke, um, but it is dangerous. I'm happy that you're home and safe, uh, I pray, and warm. But uh, I had a word for this morning, and then the weather hit, and it's just a word on where the Lord is taking us in this new year, and just very clear, and I, I, I sought the Lord and just asked Him if it was okay if I waited until we could meet in person, and He, he was all right with that. Uh, there's an urgency to speak the word that He has for the direction of where we're going and what he has and the plans that he's laid out, uh, it's important for us to have that word received in person and for us to be together in that moment um, as he is, he's shown me. And then I had another word um, that the Lord gave me on my way to Houston that I was just going to preach in, in place, a good word, a prepping word uh, for all that the Lord has for us. But um, And then I, just, I, got, I got the text about Tim. Uh, Tim was Tim Redden, who we all know and love. We love Tim and we love Angela uh, so much. They are they are dear to this house and they are dear to so many of us. Uh, one of one of my greatest memories uh, of uh, being out here at sundown is when we got to go uh, to De Leon and and uh, kind of East Texas ish, um, and I got to I got paired up with Tim. Uh, Tim is the real life Tim the tool man he can do everything he can fix anything I don't know that there's anything that he does not he is truly uh, he, he, he can truly do anything it's, it's fascinating and I got to work with him that whole trip down there and I learned so much and it was such a joy to work with him but I, we just Rhonda sent out the text if you hadn't gotten the text Tim uh, got sent to the hospital, taken to the hospital with COVID, uh, and now he's on a on a ventilator. And uh, I got that as I was, I got that text as I was coming in here to get ready to preach to you this word, and it just it did not sit right with me uh, that Tim was on a vent. Not uh, just I'm not I'm not okay with that. Uh, I'm not okay with being sorry for him. I'm not okay with. Um, uh, hoping he gets better, uh, I'm, I'm, I will only be satisfied with complete and total intercession from this house on behalf of our brother and our friend. Uh, we, we will not just put that out in the prayer chain. If you haven't gotten it, it went out in the prayer chain, but we're, that's just not what we're going to do. We're not just going to send out a text uh, when we have a brother um, that is in need of our prayer. We are, we are meant to be, we've been taught this well, we're meant to be the third member of intercession before God the Father, along with 
God the Son and God the Spirit is meant to be us, the children of God, the co-heirs with Christ, those that carry the presence, the holy temple for the presence of God. Those who have been designed to carry the presence of God are meant to be the third member of intercession before the Father with the Spirit and with the Son. And so that's what we're going to do, church. I don't know if we'll get to this word this morning. I don't know. I'm just going to let the Lord define this morning and what it's meant to look like. But I would ask that you would, whatever you need to do, whatever posture you need to take, but we're going to pray right now. We're going to spend moments in silence. And I would, I would urge you, please, even in the comfort of your own home, if, you, if you're not even comfortable there, find a place, a dark place, a closet, a bedroom, a bathroom. I don't care. Find a place where you're comfortable to take any posture that the Lord requires that we could intercede on behalf of our brother, that the Lord would bring perfect and complete healing, that the Lord would bring you fresh and new words, that our brother, Tim, would get off the vent and he'd walk out of that hospital. I just feel very strongly in this power of intercession this morning that we are to take our place, our, our place that it has authority, to take this place of authority as sons and daughters and and recognize these moments where we're just, no, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that outcome. I'm not okay with that result. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We don't answer to the authority of the world. We answer to the authority of heaven. And we have been given the authority of heaven. And so with that, we will intercede on our, on our brother's behalf. Uh, and I would just encourage you, in this, as Roman 8 tells us, this is life in the Spirit. This is if you have any questions of what our life is to look like now that we have the Spirit of God, read this passage. Read Romans 8, 9, and 10. Read these passages. Read the Scriptures. But in Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. The Spirit himself intercedes on behalf for us and he intercedes in places where we don't know how to intercede. We don't have the words for it. He intercedes with us. He gives us the words. So I'd ask you this morning, right now, would you just submit to whatever the Lord, whatever posture He'd have you take, whatever words He'd have you speak, that He would give us in this moment the desire of His heart for us and the desire of His heart for Tim, that we could pray those things back. Because John uh, 15 tells us, that if we remain in the Word of God, the spoken Word of God, if we remain in the presence of God, that we can ask for whatever we wish and it will be done for us by this, our Father is glorified that we bear much fruit. The Father desires to give His children the things they ask for, but He desires to first give us the, the desire for the things we ask for. 
that we would ask for. He wants to place that desire in us that we could then ask for Him for these things. Ask for these things to be done and to be given and to be released that He could do it, that we would see that He is a good, good Father. And heaven is not a, it is not a storage facility, but it is full of the things that we will not ask for. And so people of God, this morning I'm asking for you to ask the Father. Whatever He gives you utterance, to speak, to request, and intercede for on behalf of our brother Tim, I would ask you to pray faithfully, knowing that God is faithful to do what He said He will do, and faithful to release what He has uh, said He will release. So just allow the Spirit to give you guidance in this moment as we intercede on behalf of our brother. There will be moments of silence as I, as I intercede as well. Uh, I'm going to take the posture that I take. Um, I, I, th- that's just what we're going to do. So I'll start praying and out loud, and then I'll, I'll, I'll just let the Spirit lead us in this time. But Father God, we are the children of God, co-heirs with Christ. The kingdom of heaven is ours to inherit. And we have been given the authority of heaven. But not that we could wield it however we desire to wield it, but that we could faithfully walk in obedience and establish your kingdom as your will desires. So Lord, this morning, in the will of God, what I felt was anger and this refusal to just lay down and let one of our brothers suffer and not do our part. We are members one of another. We are connected. When one of us hurts, we all hurt. When one of us rejoices, we all rejoice. When one receives healing, the body itself is healed. If we break a bone... And our physical body, the body is not functioning the way it is meant to function at full capacity. But when it is healed, when that cast is removed and the bone is restored and the joint is reconnected, the body itself is healed because it was not just that bone that was broken, but the body. So Lord, we pray that your will be done on this earth, here and now. We want your will to be done, and we just refuse to not be the third member of intercession this morning. We will intercede on behalf of our brother. Give us the clarity, Lord. Give us the words, Spirit, that intercedes for us with words too deep. with groanings too deep for us to understand. I pray that we would intercede on behalf of our brethren in unity with the Spirit and with the Son this morning. All things work together for the good of those that love Him, and we believe that over Tim. We speak that over Tim. Lord, I see his lungs. I see his lungs anointed in gold radiating in gold. Lord, I just uh, 
I, I hear you say, and I, you, you give me vision of us, uh, of the members of this church just going about our day-to-day uh, life uh, as today continues on, but the intercession never ends, Father God, and how you desire for it to never end is that we would put on music of praise throughout the day, that music that is praising your name, and we would, we would sing it, and we would know that as we're singing and obedience and praising and obedience, you're doing miraculous things in this, in this hospital room over Tim, but that our intercession would continue in praise today. That it would be nonstop. And though we may not be still in this place as we physically are on our knees, but we would continue this day in praising, specifically praising over our brother Tim, singing praises to you, God, for what you're doing in him and in his story and in his body. That is the instruction of intercession. Well, church, thank you for entering into that time. And remember that just because we're Moving on from this specific moment, the intercession has not stopped. The Lord has given us instruction for the day to listen to praise music all day long, to listen to it, to sing it in our, in our minds out loud, and, and to know that as we sing praise, the Lord is working miraculously. It is counted as intercession. He is, he is asking us to intercede in this way, to sing praises of victory, to sing praises of victory. And so that's what I have for you today. Please, please walk in that faithfully. Um, but uh, in this time also, I just felt that the Lord still wanted me to um, speak this word. And so that's what I'm going to do this morning. It, it won't take very long, um, but I'm still going to speak it uh, and joy, and there is, there is joy in this day because I believe we are stepping in and just knowing, just knowing what the Lord has spoken about the new year. I know you don't know it yet, or maybe you know exactly it is. I, I pray and I hope that that's the case, that the Lord has, uh, in our, the unity and spirit, the Lord has been highlighting to you the things that He's going to do, and there's just pieces to this puzzle that we'll all get to bring together as we share testimony of what the Lord has shown us. Uh, I pray that that's the case, but in knowing what the, the piece of it that I know, um, I'm not surprised that we find ourselves here on this day interceding uh, for one of our brothers and, and just this, this morning looking like whatever it needs to look like. I'm incredibly grateful, so, so grateful um, the, for the fact that we can be together even when the roads are icy, we can still be together in the presence of our homes because of the live stream. I mean, just amazing technology and what a gift it is for this church and this house to still be able to do ministry with one another even when we can't be together. And we can share the unity of the Spirit together um, even when we're not in person. That's an amazing thing. And so we can, we can speak prophetically. We can hear what the Lord has for us as we have with Tim and we can go about our day in unity together knowing exactly what the Lord is doing. And so that's just an amazing day an amazing thing to recognize. And anyways, the word that I have for this morning, I, you know, I had, uh, I, I shared this with some of you, um, but I went to Houston last week. We got back on Friday. We left on Monday and just me and the boys. Um, Sarah wanted some time 
uh, alone in the house to get ready for our, our baby girl that's coming in just a few weeks. And uh, so me and the boys went down to Houston. And my sister, uh, Paige, uh, you've all met her. Um, she's not Darby. Darby lives here. Sister Paige is the one that lives in, uh, she lives in Alabama. Um, but she is, uh, she got engaged. Her and her boyfriend, now fiance, got engaged. And so we got to go down there and be a part of that. And that was a ton of fun. A really special time and just a wonderful time. Um, it was just awesome for me and the boys to get our, get some time together, just us, before it won't ever just be us, you know, before we become a family of five, and um, that's going to be a wonderful thing, but it was just nice to just have time with my boys, but while we're driving the nine-hour trip down to Houston, um, just thinking about a lot of different things, and just in deep thought, and I had this thought, um, this question, it just came out of nowhere. It's a sideways thought. I don't know. You get into these places where you're doing one thing and you're not moving and you're just kind of fixated in this place. Your mind kind of goes to different places and deep places. And um, I had this question of how is it that there are universal gestures for the words yes and no? And I began to think about that and began to think about you know, my time in Africa and my time in Mexico and, and Haiti and the Dominican Republic and Belize and all these places that I've gotten to go over the years and so many people, so many places did not speak my language, did not have a clue what I was saying and I didn't have a clue what they were saying, but they knew this. They knew what this meant and they knew what this meant. And that's fascinating to me. And I've heard testimony uh, from friends that have communicated with people that have never seen an English-speaking person before. And they have been able to communicate like this and like this. That's mind-boggling to me. Now, there's a root of it, and it goes back to... It goes back for a long, 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 long time. As, as far as history can record itself, it goes back to this, this gesture of nodding yes and shaking the head for no. And there are things that are associated with that. I asked my parents when I got to Houston, you know, you know, what is associated, what are the two things associated with saying yes without words? It's the head nod and it's a smile, normally. Right? We think of yes and it's more of a positive word. We think of it in a positive light. And then with no, same question, it's associated with the head shake and almost a frown, more stern. And there's a negative connotation to the word no. And I started thinking about that, you know, and there are times to use both of these words in our life, obviously. Are we going to have church today when the roads are icy and we're going to try to get everybody together to meet in person? No. That's not a bad thing. But we said no to having church in person this morning. That's not a bad thing. Um, We said no to, to just sending out a text that Tim needs prayer. No, we're not just going to do that. We're, gonna, we're going to intercede as a group together, as a house, as a body. We're going to intercede over one of our members. We, we said no to just 
the simplicity and the mundaneness that happens, unfortunately for us, when we get this text, we see it and we're kind of like, oh, I need to pray for that later. And we go on about our business. Just not going to allow that. Right. And I'm not saying everybody does that, but I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes. I know everybody is. We look at something and, okay, I need to do that. And then I go on about what I'm doing and I forget to do that. Right. We're not doing that. Right. We said, no, uh, uh-uh. I'm not going to even allow the opportunity for that to happen. Right. So we interceded for Tim. But I just think it's so fascinating. And I asked the Lord if this, I just asked him, is this in your design? You know, because the theme, uh, this thought, recurring thought of Scripture, if all things are made for him and through him. All things. And we are included in the all things. Every one of us. Every person that has ever been and ever will be. Every person alive right now, is made for Him. And so I'm wondering, is there a design and we're seeing the evidence of our being created for you in the recognition of this universal yes and no and universal understanding of it? And again, I'm not talking about uh, saying yes or no in your your day-to-day life. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, not at all. Sometimes you say yes to your kids and sometimes you say no. And there were a lot of times growing up where my parents said no to me. And that was a healthy health. That was the healthiest answer I could get was no. Right. In the kindness project, we've had several of these moments where the healthiest and kindness, kindest thing that we can say is no. We've had these moments where, so I'm not talking about in our day-to-day life, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not asking you to be a yes man to where no matter what the request, you just say yes to it. That's not what we're getting at. But the position of our heart is what the Lord immediately brought me to. The position of our heart. And we know the difference of someone that says yes to what the Lord has for them and someone that says no to what the Lord has for them regularly. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned from Kendall McDonald when talking about obedience. He said, just have a heart that says yes to God, no matter what the cost, no matter what it is. And I was learning how to be obedient and how to hear His voice. And he, was just, he just said, if you feel that it's the Lord, just do it. Whatever it is, just do it immediately. Because the Lord can fine-tune, even if you missed Him. If that wasn't the Lord telling you to do this, but the position of your heart was yes, and I'm not going to risk it if this, if this is really God. I'm not going to risk being disobedient. I'm just going to say yes to it, and I'm going to go. The Lord can work with that heart, because that's a heart that's willing. But if I think it's the Lord, but I'm not really sure, and so I say no to it, the Lord has a harder time. He'll still work with that heart, but He's got to flip the position of that heart from no to a yes, because that heart is unwilling. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the position of our heart, of our heart being in this place of yes, this posture of yes. And we are made to answer. The Lord answered this question when I asked him, is this in your design? And he just showed me that you, my children, the the, all of creation, they are made and designed for a life of yes to what I have for them, to what God has for us. We are meant to live in this place of yes. 
It is in our bones. It is what we are meant for. We are meant for Him. All things were made for Him and through Him. There's no arguing with that. All things were made for Him and through Him. And so if you are made for Him, then you are to say yes to Him. Because saying no to Him is to say, no, I am not made for you. How can you be for something while taking the stance against something? Right? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's like saying, uh, I mean, that's like, I mean, I don't want to get into examples. Uh, I'm just going to stop right there because I don't want to upset anybody. But you can't be for something if your heart is against it. And to say no to God is to be against what God has. No, I'm not, I don't want that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a part of that. No. You've said no to what God has, so you can't be for God. You can't be for His kingdom. You can't be for establishing it here on earth if you say no to what He has. We can't be for Him and His kingdom if we say no to Him. We'll be in 2 Corinthians to start. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 17 through 22 is where we'll start reading today. And I'm just going to get into it. Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, or, and no, no, at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his zeal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Not a yes or no to man. That's what I've said. It's not, I'm not talking about the day to day yes or no. That's not what we're talking about. But a life to him that is always yes for the promises that he has made to you, to me, to us, and is making and will make are only found in the yes. You cannot say no to God and find yourself walking into the promises of God. Right? You have to put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and receive Receive the blood that was poured and was spilled for your sin. And to be laid with Him in death that you could rise with Him in newness of life as a new creation. You can't do all of that and find your way into heaven and find yourself able uh, of uh, carrying the presence of God and establishing His kingdom here on this earth now in the world, not of it. You can't be a part of that if you say no. How can you enter? Who can enter the gates of heaven if they say no to Jesus? No one. But we're not meant to say yes to Jesus the same way we say yes or no to going out to dinner or staying home. Yeah, let's do it tonight. Yeah, let's go get pizza. A casual yes. Tomorrow, you want to go get pizza? No. That's not what Jesus is. He's not this wishy-washy back-and-forth decision that we get to make. We make it once. 
And our life is meant to reflect that decision and that position of our heart. But unfortunately, what we find is that we say yes to him once or a handful of times. But the majority of the time, our heart lives in this place of no. How can God establish his kingdom through his people if his people say no? It cannot be done. How can we who have so many of you have Seen promises come to fruition and so many of you are still waiting for promises. Still waiting for promises. But I'm telling you, and Scripture just told us that promises find their yes in Him. You cannot find yourself in the midst of the promise of God coming to fruition if you say no to God. We must live not in a moment But for every moment of every day, with every breath, our heart must be in this place of yes and amen. Yes, and let it be. We've talked about this multiple times, so why are we back at it again today? It's an important question. And the question I was asking, why why is this being brought up again today? Is it that every time we say this in agreement, we stay in a moment of yes, but then we quickly fade out into a moment of no? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. It's easy to say yes in this place. It's harder to say yes where you are right now. Isn't it? Isn't that funny? That should be the place that you are in our homes with our family should be the place where our yes originates. And it should be the place of first evidence of our yes. And we should just get, we should, we should be the ones that receive it second. Your church, your family, the body of Christ. But in, the, in our homes is normally where we turn off the no and we just stick to whatever we're doing, however we want to do it, when we want to do it, and I'll say yes to God on Sundays. But that doesn't work. As we've seen. And as we're seeing right now, like, Even in this moment of intercession, this is not planned. There's not a single... I mean, all of this morning has just been flying by the seat of our pants. We're just making plans and adjusting as we go, as things are dealt. As things come to light. As things happen, we're adjusting our Sunday morning service. And starting with interceding for our brother. And it wasn't hard, I hope. Man, I hope it wasn't hard to say yes to that. But we could also very easily, because there's intercession that the Lord has asked us to take part in for the rest of the day, and singing and and playing music and singing music in our hearts and our minds and proclaiming praise to to Jesus and knowing that the more we praise, the Lord is doing miraculous things in that hospital. Because we're saying yes and we're, we're singing in obedience to what he has because that's what he's highlighted. That's what he's shown. But it can also be very easy to just, I don't really want to do that. And that just, that is a childish thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be heavy or come down hard on us, but I just want us to recognize fully because we are done with childish things. We should be in this house. Done with childish things. We're done with the milk. We're into the meat. And only the meat. 
But you cannot get to the meat with a position of no. You only get to the meat with a place of yes. Otherwise, we repeat, right? Over and over and over again. We repeat, we repeat, we repeat. And so it goes. The generations will continue to build their house on a foundation that will not stay. Build it on the beach. That as soon as the tide rolls in, the house will be washed away and destroyed and they'll have to build anew. Never increasing from glory to glory, always repeating the things that they've heard a thousand times. That is not for us. And I see very clearly why the Lord uh, would give this word knowing that the weather was coming and knowing that I wouldn't be able to present to you in person the word that I wanted uh, originally and I'll bring next week. But he knows. This is a prepping, a foundation laying word for the year 2022. That what he has for us simply requires one thing. That our heart remains in a place of yes. A place of yes. That's all He is asking of us. In Matthew 5, 33. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is, the, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Let your yes be yes, unwavering and permanent. So I would ask you, will you say yes in this way to God over everything he has for us, for you in the year 2022? If we are made for this yes, a life of no to God will be filled with things you are not meant for, like turmoil. You are not meant for turmoil. Children of victory are not meant for turmoil. We are children of victory. Turmoil is something that comes from defeat and comes in a battle. The battle is won. We are victorious and we only know victory. And we are not meant for the no. Because what the no brings are things that the Lord destroyed and defeated that we would never have to walk through them because He destroyed them. So let's say yes, church, please, I beg you. There are so many amazing things that await the people of God who say yes to Him this year. So many amazing things. But it cannot be a yes just for today. It must be a yes always. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. And even if you have to tell your heart, you be in a position of yes. Command it to be so. You are the authority over your own heart and mind. Command it to be so. If you feel yourself in a place of no, command it to be so. On this day, on January 2nd, 2020, I said that I will stand firmly on a place of yes to God. For I am made for yes and amen. I am made for Him. All things are made for Him and through Him. And I am made to say yes to what He has for me each and every moment of each and every day. And I will do it this year. So I would ask that you would stand in that place. You would firmly say yes. That your word would be your bond. That you would say yes. And that we would live Isaiah 6. 
verse 8. I pray that this would be this would be the place of our heart. This would be the anthem that is that is cried out from our heart. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here I am. Send me. I pray that that would be the position of our hearts this year. That we would say, here we are, Lord, send us, use us, because our hearts say yes and amen. Yes, and let it be. And we will not move from that place even when the yes leads us into things that are difficult, things that are uncomfortable, things that are hard to grasp, things where there's not full understanding of what's going on. We know who we serve. We know that all things work together for the good of those that love him. So I will say yes, because I also know that the promises find their yes in him. The promises in which he has promised can only come to fruition when I live in this place of yes and amen to what he has for me, because those promises are for me. But I cannot receive them. I can't find myself entering into the fruition of them if I say no to him, the one who spoke them into existence. Let us say yes. And I would ask that you would say yes and let it be to everything he shows you today regarding our brother that you would say yes and let it be. I will sing anthems of praise to my God over my brother. I will intercede. I will be the third member of intercession over my brother today. I will accept nothing else. I pray that we church would say yes and amen. It is so necessary to what the Lord has for us. It is so necessary to what the Lord has spoken to us um, and for us for the year 2022. And this is going to be an amazing year. This is going to be an amazing year of fruit. I can tell you that. This is an amazing year of fruit. And not just... There will always be fruit that we will never see. It's just, there's no way to measure it. If I drop a pebble in a, wa- in a still body of water, the ripples eventually get too big for me to measure. They do. But this is also a year where we will see the fruit of what he has said will be. And we will see the fruit of our decision to say yes and amen. You will be able to see it. You will be able to tangibly reach down and pluck it up out of the ground. That is what the Lord has shown. This is a year of yes and miraculous and wonderful things. We'll start with our position of yes. So I would just again ask you to make sure that your heart is in this place of yes and amen. And when you find areas where your heart wants to say no, command it to be yes. Because on this day, January 2nd, 2020, at 1131 a.m., I said, I will say yes to what God has this year. And I will not be in a place of no to what God has for me and for the body. I will say yes and let it be. And remember that you made this, you you said this and you declared this and you stood on this solid rock and let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And your yes has said that I will be for God and for his business this year. So let it be. Your word is your bond. There's no need to take oaths, Jesus saying. There's no need. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. In all things, that reigns true for all things, but it starts in our position with the Lord. Everything stems from that place. 
because we were all made for Him. Everything comes from that place. So let your yes be yes to Him. I have said yes to what God has and I will not waver from that because that is not who I am. My yes is yes and my no is no. I pray that that would be the reality and the testimony of this house this year in this community. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing beyond what we can see and measure. We thank you for what you're doing in that hospital room beyond what we can see and measure. We pray for miraculous things. And we will continue to intercede over our brother. We will continue to speak healing. We will continue to intercede as the Spirit gives us utterance. We will continue to sing praises. We will sing praises throughout the day, knowing that as we sing, you're doing miraculous things. We love you and we thank you. Pray that you would be who you are. Come however you desire. Just know that as you come, you will meet a body of people, a body of your children that say yes to you and whatever you have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's this morning's service. Please, I encourage you to continue to intercede on behalf of the Redden family. Continue to, to, to be that third member of intercession and allow the Spirit to give you utterance, give you the words to pray. Uh, give you the words to say, any encouragement that you have, give, give, uh, that he would give you that um, today, throughout this day. Um, but anyways, you are dismissed, I guess. This is the end of the, the sermon, but I've gotta, I'm the only one here. I've got to walk back there, turn everything off. And so it'll cut out in just a moment, but just know that we're praying for you. We're grateful for you. We're excited for this new year. Uh, and let's continue to intercede on behalf of our brother, who needs us? Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.